bad. All right. Not uh, chop, 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 chop. All right. Let's end our pre-show. Let's begin our post-pre-show. Post-show. That would also just be called the show. Uh, and that show involves us here at the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number 157. I'm your usual host, Jared. I'm joined today by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. I'm so angst, you guys. Oh, he's doing it. I have Mr. Michael Mahoney. I, too, am here. <laughs> See, that's real angst. I have Mr. <laughs> Doug Wilson. I've got an elephant in my pants. Oh, he's got a trunk swinging around, grabbing apples and eating them. Uh, and then we got uh, Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. I'm the one that only speaks in ellipses. And here's my follow-up zinger to that. Uh, so, so it's a it's a it's a good good game week. I think we've actually all been playing stuff, and uh, I don't want to dilly dally too much, but I do want to mention just a small piece of news that came up during the week. Uh, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, but it is just worth mentioning that as I feel like you're spending more time describing it than telling the news. Well, so I'm just about to tell you. I'm just about to tell you what it is. But first, I want you to understand that it's not that big, but it's kind of big, and so I feel like it's worth talking about. But I don't want to talk about it for like way too long. So what Shut we're gonna fuck up on that? What we're gonna do, we're gonna do is just talk about it for a minute. Jared, um, can you describe what the plan is just again? Maybe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, go over I, that one more time. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Am I, I not nitty gritty? I really feel like you guys aren't getting what I'm saying here. So, <laughs> if you just in case you weren't picking up what I'm putting down, we're going to talk about this, but we're not going to spend like a long time talking about it. In fact, so are you saying we're not going to spend a lot of time, but we are going to talk about it? Well, I mean, we're going to spend a lot of time ramping up for it, but the actual news itself is going to be very brief. So, how much uh, time do you want to spend talking about are we, it? We're not going to. Uh, let's say, let's shoot for like a minute. Can we do that? So I'll do it in 30 seconds. Okay, we're at, here, my <laughs> our, my minute counter ticks over right n- now. Here we go. Okay, so Square Enix has decided no more Deus Exes, because Deus Ex nope. didn't sell very good. Oh, Don't care. Next story. So this is, this is, this is, <laughs> this is worth talking about. And uh, they're mad at Tomb Raider Jay. as well. They're also mad at Tomb Raider. Oh, see, yeah. I knew that we couldn't get through it without Jay bringing up Tomb Raider. But actually, what's funny is they I are... Do that. It's, it's well, what fucking, am, I, what am, I, am I not supposed to bring it up? Because they're blaming thing. both it's their like Western they, they companies. They cripple the games, and then they blame him for doing badly. The first line yeah, of the article like, says they're making another times. Tomb Raider. Like, you're getting another Tomb Raider. Uh, no, I didn't say we're not getting another one. Sure. I, didn't, I never said that. I said that I they're did. blaming it again. So everything's Because they both came in the same news packet. We have 20 seconds. Like... This is this okay. is what Square Enix does. It's like they grab you, Jared, and then they tell you they're going to be in a race against Usain Bolt, and then they break your leg, and then when you don't make it, they blame you for failing. I actually think that this is worth the entire podcast because this four, is a deep thing that Square does. Three, two, one. Okay, yeah, Next that story. was actually that was pretty. That was better than I thought. That was very concise. Jared, how was Resident Evil? <laughs> It's pretty good. Um, All right, next I, topic. I actually wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, I, I haven't. I haven't. I think Michael's keeping this moving. I think Michael's our new MC. Michael's says, hey, hey, chop chop. You know, move it on. Um, so here's here's a question. I want you guys to answer me all at once. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna count I'm gonna count to three. And when I hit three, I want you guys to all simultaneously tell me your favorite Resident Evil. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Six. Operation Ooh. Raccoon City. I heard, I heard six Operation <laughs> Raccoon City. Michael, what did you say? 
<laughs> Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Lucio, what did you pick? Two. Ah, two would be my choice, too. Um, good picks, everybody. Good job. I'm surprised Six. Jay didn't say Resident Evil 6. Hey, Jay, Jay didn't mean Operation Raccoon City. That was a, yes, that was a facetious lie. So uh, everybody, I've never even played Operation Raccoon, Jay, City. Operation Raccoon City. We, are, we already know Jay's favorite is Code Veronica because it, it's got Steve. And I mean, I, I I think Steve should not be forgotten, but that's not my favorite. What is your favorite? Two is my favorite. Two is really good, isn't it? It's just a, <laughs> it's a, it's a good one. It's kind um, of sad that the series peaked with the second entry. Isn't it? Isn't it kind of funny too that like two is the one that probably like maybe tied with Nemesis has had like the fewest re-releases. Like I would love to see. Yeah. I would love to see the the remake, like the RE remake. I would love to see that applied to two. That would the be actual, well, the, the remake they, they, for the PS4 is really good. Like the what did they change? Have they changed anything? No, they just like updated all the um, the graphics and they pretty much made it from the ground up, but they kept the same, like the same. You're, you're talking about like the con- the conversion that one got for the GameCube, right? I'm talking about that's like, what you want. Like they took out and the I tank agree. controls and you know yeah, right. really like cleaned it up, and I I think that would be something that would uh, go over awesome. really well with Resident Evil Two. Like it's a actually yeah. Now you mentioned it. Why the fuck haven't they done that? I want it. Yeah, like, is it because of Camilla? Uh, did he? Did he direct it? He, yeah, had, he, did. he had something to do with it. Yeah, that's. Did, let me see. Which is odd because I don't. Uh, I think that's a pretty good game, and I don't think he's very talented. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think he's. I think he's overrated. Or at least I say that, and then I pull up yeah, his. Right. Uh, then I pull up his Wikipedia, and I'm like, oh no, he deserves it. Like. Yep. We went through this last week too. So yeah, I, don't I, know think, why the I think fuck. we did. I don't know. I'm just a hipster, and I just don't like to. Uh, he did yeah, scalebound, Jared. What's your problem? Yeah, that's true. He was doing scalebound, and it looked scalelicious. Does that mean you, that? you just have a problem with him because you had to play the wonderful one on one? I hate that game so much. See, there you go. If I could erase that game from existence, I would. Well, anyway, um, the <laughs> the I I kind of reported a little bit uh, about Resident Evil last week, but I I have some updates, and um, it's mostly good news. Like, so. Let me explain. Why do you sound so surprised? Well, because I was not on board with this at all. I, I think that's pretty well documented. I, I did not uh, I did not think that this was a good idea. It was not the direction that I wanted the series to go in. Um, I don't like pretty much anything about the concept. Uh, I wonder I wonder if anyone on the podcast is more optimistic about that. I think Doug was pretty pro Resident Evil 7. Uh, that's that's yeah, my I recollection. Mean, I loved 6. That was my pick. <laughs> Yeah, so Doug just likes anything that says Resident Evil in the title. Um, so yeah, he did that. He did that whole article on the history of Resident Evil on the website. I remember that. So here were the here were the here here were like the red flags for me. Uh, one is the game was uh, being designed with VR in mind, which to me right. to me typically is a sign that like it's probably not going to get the attention that it deserves. Like it's going to be a light experience. And something that works in the headset and is, you know, very like fluffy and breezy and doesn't have uh, traditional game depth to it. So that was concern number one. Concern number two is it was going into first person and their demo for it was literally like PT. Like they they almost took PT exactly and uh, and put that out. And so my concern was that the game we were going to get was like 
you know, a, an amnesia uh, ripoff or a Outlast ripoff where it's like hide from right. the guy and don't let him see you because you can't do anything about it. Um, and I'm happy to report that it is not that kind of game at all. Uh, it, it kind of starts out that way. And there's the like, uh, you know, guy who chases you around the house and, uh, you know, uh, you have to avoid him and there's nothing that you can really does do he, to Does he say Ooga Booga oh, yes. Booga? Octagon Head. He doesn't say Ooga Booga Booga, but he does, um, he, yeah, Octagon Head. <laughs> he, he He's actually, like, delightfully Southern and, uh, like, the hey, perfect... Y'all. He's got, like, a real, like, hooey, boy, where are you? Like, I, I, I like him. He, he's charming. Does he have a red hat? I'll grip me hands around your chicken neck, boy. He, he's charming. He's, uh, he, In your draw. He, he calls Does he you. have a red hat? Boy, Jay's pretty good at that. Does he have a red hat? No, he does not have a red hat. Um, if, if you haven't noticed, I spent a lot of time around Confederates. In fact, I would comment that he actually does not have any hats, and I feel like he could use several of them. Um, but what that's, kind of hat would you put on him? Uh, I would put at least two top hats, and then maybe like a gentleman's cap, like what? Uh, what? Uh, who's that guy in the comics in the funnies in the paper who's always getting into trouble for drinking? Dilbert. Andy Cap. Andy Cap. <laughs> I want Andy Cap. His name is, is the hat. It's in his name. What? What is it? Just a cap? What do you call that kind of hat? I don't even know. Oh, it's like the Gatsby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a. It's like a gentleman's. Anyway, I don't I, think it's supposed to be a gentleman's cap. Andy Cap is not a gentleman. Andy Cap. Yeah, is... he goes home every night and he beats his wife. Well, but he's yeah. a, he's a lovable. He's affable. No, I mean he's he's cool. <laughs> you used to be able to beat your wife in this country. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You're going to be able to do that again real soon. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, things are turning up. Um, My wife needs a shiner. But uh, but anyway, so if I could give the guy some hats, those would be that would be a starting point. But you know, as of right now, he has no hats. And what would be great is if you knock the hats off his head, that would like lower his health or something. I don't know. There's something we can do there. But <laughs> I anyway, spent too much time on this part. So the the point that I was gonna so those are my two big concerns, right? Is I thought it would be this like kind of run and hide game. And uh, I thought it would be very, very stripped down. And so far, neither of those things have been proven true. Um, just to give you like a rough idea here, I've uh, found basically like kind of a store that you can shop at a little bit. Um, and, and you can unlock like a health upgrade or you can unlock like a better weapon. Um, Is there a welcome stranger? No, unfortunately. What are you unfortunately, there's nothing like that. Um, what are you selling? It, that would actually, if he showed up, that would make the game, you know, truly, truly special. Uh, but uh, but no, it's it's not meant to be, unfortunately. But like, there's there's a surprising amount of depth to this game. I've I've found multiple ammo types. I've been able to like craft uh, special ammo and stuff like that. Oh, nice! Um, I, I, I missed that mechanic. That's been missing a while. I found a I found a broken gun at some point, and while I was exploring, I found a secret area that had a repair kit in it, and after I used it. It gave me like a more powerful version of the pistol after I repaired the broken one. Um, nice. So there's a lot of, you know, kind of really, really solid uh, mechanics that are at work there. And I expected I, nothing like that. I didn't I, think I'd I, even I, be managing guns. You know, I thought they'd be I like to... uh, very scarce. I, I basically expected like maybe like melee focused combat. And it's not like that at all. It's there's right. there's plenty of guns. There's enough ammo that you can actually like fight things. Um, I I had to say the most the most surprising thing is that this game came in so under the radar, and it's like because um, I think I think that also added to people's skepticism like oh they're just propping it out and it's going to be like a VR 
um, thing. I forget mm-hmm. what you call it. Uh, gimmick. VR gimmick. Yeah, I was and, sure um, of it. Yeah, and then, and then, and then it like flew under the radar. I think part of it is learning from their past mistakes because Resident Evil Six was very, very heavily advertised, and they could not get over themselves with it. But um, even for them flying this one in, you know, Resident Resident Evil Revelations Two was also very advertised and very um, advanced and all this. This one is just this this quiet little thing. Like here you go, uh, here we go. <laughs> Let's try again. Well, and I, 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 I think that the, you, I think that the demo doesn't do it any favors either because it's it's not very representative of what the final product is. Like, let right. me just let me give you guys a sense of what I mean here. There's a part where it starts throwing like regular enemies at you, uh, and up until this moment, there's been you know encounters with like this guy who tries to drive you over with a car or whatever. But um, <laughs> for the most part, you haven't really been in any combat. But you finally get to like some disposable enemies who can be you know killed and dealt with. And um, at first, I thought like, oh, I'm just gonna see like one or two of these at a time. And so you know, I killed them and I wasn't super conservative with my ammo or conservative with my health because I just it didn't seem like it was the kind of game that was going to like throw anything all that tough at me and then I wander into this engine room and I realize there's like four of those guys in there and I'm not prepared for it at all and I actually had to like reload two saves back because I had mismanaged my inventory so so badly that there was just no way like there was no way that I was going to get through that room and um that's a frustrating thing, but it's also something where, like, when it happened, I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, it's a survival horror game, like a real one, like an actual one. I thought that was pretty neat. It's been a while. It's been a little while, right? Like, it's just not a trait that uh, that games exhibit as much anymore. But um, I've been really conscious of ammunition and, like, how you fight certain people. Um, I have a flamethrower. Uh, and, and it still manages to to be tense and be scary uh, without having to like lose kind of that action side of it, and, and that's what I was most concerned about because to me Resident Evil's always been you know had a heavy action component, even the old ones. But where's uh, the T Rex? There's no T Rex. Oh, at least not yet. There's time. Uh, <laughs> the woman, so. the woman that I'm dealing with right now, uh, shoots like bees at you. So. Ooh. Wait, is she have a dog that shoots bees? I don't think so. Uh, I was telling Michael about this on Sunday. I got into a... I don't remember that. I got into a... No, not the bee stuff. I got into a a boss battle, and um, we're in, like, this arena uh, that he pushes me down into and jumps down to, like, kill me, and he rips open, like, this wall to reveal his weapon of choice, which is two chainsaws that are, like, attached to giant scissors. (laughs) Fuck. And he picks that up and That's pretty awesome. starts it up and chases me <laughs> with it. Really awesome. But it also it, he, there's an extra chainsaw in there that I'm able to grab, and so we literally have like a chainsaw fight. We have a, a pretty sl- cool. It actually really is. It's 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 pretty <laughs> rad. And I just so I want to hear about I want to hear more about the woman covered in bees. She's just a bee woman. Um, <laughs> Sweet dreams are made of bees. Who am I? I'm made of bees. Yeah. Everything. How did you have you been playing? Because that is her song that she sings while she wanders. <laughs> yeah, around the house. I'm playing it right now. Um, but again, like I was so so she whenever you encounter like the members of the family, they basically just kind of crawl around the house randomly. 
And your instinct is to just like duck and avoid them. But I've actually found that I prefer going really aggressive and just like running up on them with a shotgun. And uh, and then does it like chase them away for a while? Uh, the the guy will you'll actually like kill him and he'll just get up. Uh, but the woman she she like you'll you'll hit her health low enough and she'll run up and like throw you to the ground and then she'll disappear. And I don't know if she comes back because I didn't stay very long. Uh, I kind of so I, let me ask this because I was, I was reflecting the other day. You know, um, my artist friend Dave, he's been really into these fan art Fridays, and they've been doing a bunch of video games that I have, you know mixed people. They did they did it over live. So I was thinking, what video what video game franchise could I get really excited about if they did like a fan art Friday? Would I be all over that for? And I decided like Resident Evil is one of them because Resident Evil has some of the nicest ladies. You know, they're like Bond girls almost. Yeah, uh, like, the this, like this old bee woman. Like this old bee woman. Well, I, I, I do not expect the bee woman to be very sexy, but I'm asking, do you have a Bond girl now, in Resident Evil 7? Uh, well, I mean, your your wife's uh, pretty good looking when she's not like turned into a homicidal maniac who cuts your hand off. <laughs> okay, well, there uh, you like go. Women. That's, that's something. Uh, I mean, that sounds like marriage to me. I mean, for, Jared, for if, you don't, if you can handle her at her worst, you don't deserve her best. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's true. That's super true. Uh, there's someone who I haven't seen yet. I'm just talking to her on the phone. Uh, so, you know, who knows where that relationship's going to go. Um, I guess I'll try to rescue my wife, but, uh, you know, whatever eh, happens, happens. She's gone. Forget her. <laughs> I have a feeling she's not. living in the past. I have a feeling she's not. And that's, having said that, I've I've definitely killed her multiple times. Um, but she just... I mean, I, I feel like you guys should get counseling, maybe. Yeah, like, I think after you chainsaw your wife's head off and she comes back, like, that's a hard thing to, like, move past, you know? That's something that you, like, need to sit down and address. <laughs> Sounds like she's having trouble letting go. Um, when you cut my head off, that really hurt my feelings. <laughs> made me feel bad. Now, I get half of all the things that you bought with your money. And that, by the way, I should clarify... Let's, I, let's do some role play. Now, now, now you imagine that you cut my head off. Um, How does it make you feel? Well, I mean, <laughs> she's cut off parts of me too, so it seems only oh, okay. fair. Like, all right, uh, it seems only fair that that we have this exchange. Uh, by the way, I'll, have you tried counseling? I'll just mention that the lady doesn't actually like shoot bees, but she shoots bugs. So maybe they're bees. Uh, it's hard to say for sure. See, they were all over that bug thing in the last game. Oh, they they really think bugs are a lot scarier than they are. Like, there's they, yeah, they, they really love bugs. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I ever told you. Like, I know I wrote this in my Terrible Tuesday, but um, there was one section of Resident Evil 6 where I was fighting a tank, and I had, like, these guys that were, like, triads, and they their legs would explode and reveal grasshopper legs. And uh, that's the point where I just put the game, the controller down, and I said, I don't know what game I'm playing anymore. <laughs> like, I don't understand. What you I needed was it. grenades made of bees. Like yeah, in, that was like in nice. Dragon I, I think, Age. I think they did that in the last game. I think they had grenade, bee grenades. They definitely had. Why wouldn't they? They definitely actually. Now that I think about it, they did have women made of bees, but they were like entire bee hive women. I, yeah, I, why not? I, you have to. You have to see it. You have to see it. <laughs> I can't describe it. Um, I do like, and I was thinking this while I was playing tonight. Um. 
I really appreciate especially games like this. And like I had this feeling with Tomb Raider 2 where I'm really happy that we've moved past like language barriers because there's a lot of situations that you find yourself in where the only appropriate thing to say is what the fuck? <laughs> and your guy is basically yeah, the like, says it. Your, your character is saying that all the time. He's just, yeah, he's I love that. And constantly. I, I, I was like, that was like, <clears throat> I, I was having a debate with a friend of mine about um, silent Hill homecoming. Cause that's the first video game I ever played where the protagonist was properly like, what the shit is that? And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, there's a part where, um, there's a part where you you kill the bee woman and she falls into this pit with you and turns into goo, and then uh, you leave. And when you come back, she's like reformed again, and you have to chase after her down this pit. And you watch her like crawl down this cavern, and she looks very like bug-like and strange and not like a human anymore. And as you like watch her crawl away from you in this cavern, he's he's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Well, that's special." <laughs> I don't know why, but it's well, he's it's charming. I I mean, I like that shit. I I think they, it definitely makes games, video games, more enduring. Um, when they do that, I will say too, uh, it it plays it, it does a good job of playing with expectations. There's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of doors that like I don't want to go through because I'm because con- I'm convinced <laughs> that on the other side will be someone and they're almost never there. And then simultaneously, there's there was a part early on where like I was just walking out of the bathroom and the guy's like right fucking there. <laughs> oh shit, that's awesome. So well, I think I'm sold. I mean, there's so much. There's like actually video games this year, and they're are good games so i'm gonna have to put that one on the list and make sure i play it at some point i really would um there's i have some issues with like the backtracking in the game of of which there's there's quite a bit um but it's it's a fun world uh you kind of have like a hub that you eventually get into and you unlock you know kind of like shortcuts and doors and things like that see see, even that sounds more like the original resident evil design to me it is is for uh, sure you know so that that doesn't sound too bad to me. It it is for sure. There's a lot of like doors that are barred from one side that eventually you unbar them and they can allow you like faster travel. Uh, there's a surprising amount of hidden stuff. Like I've found a lot of uh, you know like hidden items and uh, I have I have some details on like where to get a grenade launcher and I'm pretty thrilled about that. So I mean it's 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 a lot more action oriented than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, very much to its benefit. Like, it still feels like a real Resident Evil game, um, but but definitely ups, like, the horror content. I, I, I really, really recommend it. I don't think it's perfect, but um, it has... I mean, su- what Resident Evil is. It has surprised me in every way that it possibly could have, and uh, I I will eat my words and say it's actually... It's it's pretty damn good. Like, they did a good job. Yay, Capcom, oh, you did good. I think it's For not... Once. I think it's not a, yeah exactly I think I was justified in being suspicious <laughs> um, but I mean, so I, I don't a, a lot of the uh, I, I, a lot I of the usual pundits are calling this like the killer app for VR would you say that's the case or is it like I mean, just them bear, talking bear, shit bear in mind that A I have not played it in VR um, and B it does not at least to, from what I understand it does not have VR controls so you're still going to control it with a normal controller but your look is just you know tied to your head yeah it's just um, like I will say this game has uh, and bear in mind that I'm a gigantic wuss uh, so you know when I say it's scarier or is affecting um, that can only mean so much um, it it has to it absolutely 100% has to A be the most substantial VR game and like the most game game 
of them all. Like it, it's it's a it's a full twelve hour. Uh, right, it's experience. not like a lightsaber. Oh, it's, it's an actual game. Right? <laughs> it's an actual game. It's it's not. Yeah, it's not like a. It's not like uh, you know, job simulator or something like that. Uh, I figured we. I was expecting like a three hour game where you can't do anything and you just have to move and hide from everybody. Like that's that's what I saw coming, and it's not right. that at all. Um, and the 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 final point that I would say about it is it's freaking me out just by itself. I cannot imagine putting on a fucking headset. <laughs> and play. I, I can't even begin I mean, that's a, that's to imagine. A, that's a good thing, I think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even consider it. I wouldn't do it. You can't tell my voice is cracking a little. I'm going through puberty. Hey guys, little Resident Evil. I mean, I'm with you. Uh, it's it's good, but yeah, so no, you, I'm not. I'm not going to ever play it in VR. There's no chance. You, you know, you guys. You guys are talking. You were talking about worrying about a game that apes the styles of other games, like PT and all that. Um. I've been playing a game that apes the styles of other games. And what is that? I have been playing Tales of Berseria. So, and what is that? <laughs> yeah, uh, Tales of Berseria, what is, Berseria? Is, is a game uh, What's a about game? a woman that is. <laughs> I know thanks, what that was uh, thanks, Garrett. Going through <laughs> Oh, can I talk now? Is that what this pauses? The silences? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Berseria, guys. Uh, so, what is a Berseria exactly? Uh, Berseria is. I have comments to make too. <laughs> <laughs> a Berseria is a, a, another game in the Tales franchise. I don't know any, if anyone here has actually played Tales besides me. I haven't played I one since. I haven't played one since Vesperia. Yeah, Vesperia is long. Oh, that's actually if you play Besir- Bes- Vesperia, that then you play Berseria because the I mean, system has even, not aged. They at even all. rhyme, so I figure yeah. I've got it. I mean, they they all try to do that, like they're like Legendia and Fantasia and Symphonia and now all that shit. Oh, and I played Symphonia too. Let me let me add a, a follow up there, which is I've played a lot of them, but I have never ever ever beaten one. I've I played a good. I played a greater number of them. Is that because you're bad at games, Jared? It's because I don't have 40 hours anymore. Like that's called no, that's true. called I your mean, job. I think that's a fair point. That's a fair, I, that's a very fair point. And for Berseria, I actually had a brace for it because um, uh, the Tales games can actually get up to 60 and 70 hours. That's uh, way too long. Days. And then this, and then this is what they do. They have like a, a very specific um, two act or three act structure where it's like you're playing through one version of the game and then. The world goes upside down. It's kind of like if you think about the Final Fantasy VI World of Ruin, that's every single Tales game. Um, usually something will happen and something crazy will happen to the world or you'll go to like this total other world, this total other planet, um, like the sub- subterranean world or something, and then you have like another 30 hours of game to play. Um, and all of them are structured like this. And then every once in a while, they'll do a third act. <laughs> and this is the true story. Uh, 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 the people that translate these games usually um, uh, uh, pass away. Damco. <laughs> the people that the people that bring them over and import them, they usually run out of money halfway through translating them. So the third act will probably be something that's still like in the original Japanese, where there's just no dialogue at all, and you're playing this really weird like final act to the game where there's just like that thing where it feels wrong, even though it's supposed to be voiced and all that kind of stuff. They get like um, so mean, turn to like. Voice them in character. 
They have to introduce like so sponsors. Me, so like, so, so suddenly they start like talking about cup of noodle a lot, and you're like, why are they? Why won't? Yeah, why won't there's, like, there's actually one game where they released it, and they originally couldn't do the second half of the content, and they had to re-release it as a special edition that was finished. That was a full translation. <laughs> no, we died. So. So I don't know. I don't know where Berseria is going to go in, in regards to that that act structure and, and um, how it's going to look in the second half. So far, there's a lot of stuff that definitely seems um, like there are some poor financial decisions behind Tales of Berseria. First and foremost, being the PlayStation Four share button, which is disabled for the entirety of the game, and there's some kind of licensing problem with the game where you're not allowed to take screenshots or anything like that, even though the game's built for it. Um, and it's, it's obvious that just, it is very weird, and it's obvious that you know you get achievements in it, of course. And as you know, the PS4 automatically screen caps achievements, so every time you, every time it tries to do it, it says, "Oh, the screenshot can't be taken at this time." <laughs> so you're being pinged with all these warnings, all this kind of shit. You look at the controller map layout, and it's like, "Oh, the share button is incorporated. They do expect it to be used, but you can't take screenshots for some weird reason." Um, and there's just all sorts of very weird interface issues with Berseria. Um, you know, they, they, I think Lucio put it best where he said they, the developers wanted to use every single PlayStation 4 feature in the most annoying way possible. So Berseria has, doesn't have its own save interface. It actually uses the PlayStation 4's native save interface, which I've actually never seen before today. I didn't even know it had one. Oh, really? Um, I'd actually, uh, I'd chime in and just say Resident Evil 7, uh, uses the the okay. default so there you go so that's two <laughs> um, so we found two so we found two there's uh like there's like the, this annoying pink glow that your controller does that's um uh, i have no idea why they chose pink i, I think someone just that the company thought it was pretty because a game has nothing pink about it uh, there's, <laughs> there's nothing pretty or girly or nice and um if you don't set your sound settings properly voice dialogue will come out of the controller and the stereo at the same time. And that's like, just really, it's like, you, it's like your like, voice like, of God, like earlier. all the time, like in cutscenes and stuff or, um, not in cutscenes, but, but they do talk a lot. Like just, um, in, in when you're walking or... and, and in combat and there are things called skits in the tales games, which are like just little, um, vignettes that occur occasionally, and then they'll say stuff while you're traveling. So there's actually a lot of voice. Stuff That's shitty so because the audio out of the controller annoys the fuck out of me. You know, it really does. I, so you have to shut that out. You have to like manually shut that off. I hadn't uh, even considered this until now, but uh, it's been a long time since I heard a game that even used the audio in the controller. Um, I have to say, uh, it's a shame nobody thought of this, but I wish that Resident Evil would like midway through the game, just throw, like, a completely random, horrifying <laughs> noise out of the controller. <laughs> I'd lose my fucking It's not mind. a bad idea. It's not bad. Uh, let it die. Let it die, use dialogue out of the controller. And I, I, don't and know I how... hated every second of it. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to say, I don't know how you guys felt, but I didn't like it. It was supposed to be a phone. You're supposed to put it back against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what I'm supposed uh, to do with it? I, I right, it was a, only the phone calls. I played a Wii game like that, I remember, where you actually like hold the controller up to your ear like you're on the phone and everyone around you oh, thinks you're Oh, was that uh, Shattered Memories, Silent Hill? Uh, it wasn't that. I but feel it, like they did that. But I'm uh, sure I, multiple people had the idea, I'm sure. A dumb yeah, shit it's not idea. a very original idea. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way because it's like something where um, the interface isn't 
usually a problem in video games unless it's really, really hard to wrestle with. But Tales of Assyria just uses it in such a weird way and in so many different weird ways that it starts to like stack up after a while. Um, so I wanted to get the technical out of the way. And there's just little stuff about it that I don't um, uh, like <laughs> game. There's everything's very guided. Um, it shows you what doors you can go through. It shows you what ladders you can step up. Um, it's all very, very, you, you know, tales aren't exactly the most explorative games. They're like JRPGs and they're very on rails JRPGs. Um, and it's just really weird that they would simplify shit to such a great degree because there wasn't, there wasn't a lot going on <laughs> in the first place. And I'm saying this as a fan of, of Tales games. Like, I actually really like the Tales series, which is why I sprung for Berseria. Um, I, I, so the actual game is this. You, you start as a girl named Velvet, and, and, the, and she starts as your typical small-town girl. She has a, a kid brother who's sickly, and who has just, she has to look after, and she has to go hunt for food and um, you know, sell boar meat and boar, boar fur and stuff to get his medicine um, she has a brother-in-law who looks after them, you know, and he's like in and out of their lives. And she's a small, small town girl doing small town things. She's got her friends. She's got her little adventures, but she likes living in her small little town. Right. And sounds like uh, she's going to not live in that small little town for long. <laughs> it's also going to take a train to anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> quality, so, Lucio, quality. <laughs> so basically what they do is, um, is the pull of Xenogears with it? Oh so no! It's not. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, her exactly. small. So her small town becomes fire. Her small town. <laughs> not only does her small town become fire, she's the one responsible for the fire. Oh, classic! Uh, you start that. Like that's like a like a JRPG trope. I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't agree Care with of that. Mana, I, Breath of Fire, Breath of Fire Two. I uh, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's something true, that happens. I feel like. In I feel like don't you like? I, I, I'm trying to think back like to the Secret small of town Mana, being but... destroyed, but not the hero being responsible. That's like. That's, oh, that's, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That's you're a little right, You're right. You're right. That's yeah. My so bad. she <laughs> left the stove on. <laughs> so what happens? So basically, it feel it does. It, it, Tales of Berseria doesn't feel like the most original game. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt because, um, because like I said, because of the act structure, it likes to turn, turn things on its air in the second and third act. So it's going to take a while until I see if there's any actual payoff. Right now, it feels very much like Tales is trying to do something that's both a little Xeno-ish and a little Bloodborne-ish. Um, you know, and it's not just like, it's not enough, okay, so she's like a half werewolf. She's got like a, a, a curse on her. Um, and she has to feast off other werewolves, which are called demons in the game. And, um, you know, it, it, it's not just that theme that's enough that, to make it feel very like Bloodborne and Dark Souls, but it's other, it's other little things. It's kind of the tone of the game. Um, Tales are usually pretty bubbly games. This one is very dark. Um, you know, it's how the curse works. It's, it's, you have to collect souls in order to pull off combos and do battle and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of, um, a lot of shit that is easily identifiable in other RPGs out of Japan. We'll just put it that way. Um, so yeah, the story is her brother is used in some kind of sacrifice in order to seal off the demons, stop them from coming into their world. She tries to stop the sacrifice um, and she gets cursed as a result. And she ends up this kind of um, half-demon, half-woman thing and she can feast off other demons. She goes psychotic and she kills all the demons in town 
Um, the demons revert back, and of course, they're all the townspeople. And she slaughtered her entire town. Then she's locked in prison for three years. Um, until someone, <laughs> until does someone she, decides to string her. Um, does she shoot bees? She she does not shoot bees. She gets a giant demon claw that she uses to hack shit apart. Oh, uh, you know, and it's actually very um, it's like like I think by video game standards, it's not going to be like uh, Tomb Raider where you see them killing people's claws and all that kind of stuff. But it uh, it's pretty bloody for a Tales game. I was gonna say Tales um, Tales games are like. They always have some fucked up stuff going on, but for the most part, my recollection is that they're always like a little chipper. Like there's no exactly. There's definitely no demons that come to mind. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that's a, I think that's a good assessment. They're, like there's there's tales games. There's very stark dark stuff that goes on, but they're pretty chipper overall. Um, like like in, in Symphonia, they deal a lot with like slavery. But it's like happy yeah. slavery. It's like la la la, we're <laughs> slaves. Slavery. You know? Well, happy slavery, and then you're taking you're taking the girl in Symphonia on like a quest. Colette, Colette's her name. You're taking Colette on a, that's a right, quest. That's right. That's right. And it seems like a very Final Fantasy X quest because she has to hit all the temples. And you learn that you learn that while you're going on this te- this quest that each time she visits a temple, uh, one of her bodily functions is shutting down. Like she loses her sense of touch, and then her sense of taste, and then, and then you know she bowels. just becomes like a living doll. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they they do get dark, but they're not like as dark as Berseria is when it fits tone. Because um, in the first ten minutes of the game, again, her little brother dies. Like he doesn't come back. That's it. Um, well, he doesn't come know, back sh- yet. This, you've got sixty hours for him to. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Show up. And 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 Tails has done that before, where it's like, oh, you thought they're dead, and there's someone through some weird way. Oh, there's the clone of that person. They're back. Um, so I, you know, it's it's um, it has it has time to surprise me, but it does feel like it's going to be one of those games. Her her brother is dead right now. Um, she has another person that helps her break out of prison and helps her conduct a giant prison break, and then she dies in um a pretty fucked up manner. And then um, you know, in retaliation, she sets a guy on fire, and then that guy has to be taken away. So we'll see what happens to him. So I'm still kind of in the first um uh early hours of the game and it and it has a chance to do a little different uh velvet is you know velvet goes from this happy tripper girl to like an extreme edgelord and she just becomes dour and she talks monotone all the time kind of like this everything is serious and i have to go get my revenge but thankfully her party around her um is a little happier than she is and they're a little more i guess engaged in the world around them and um they're all very typical cliches so you kind of have like the magical oh so random girl who um just pops up and she does she's like the mind freak she does magic she's like chris angel of tales um Good. she's not useful that as a mage, the, ma- but... the magician i'd pick too is chris angel <laughs> <laughs> I, I i think that's the magician that she's most like um chris angel because i the thing is she's not supposed to actually be good in with fantasy magic she's supposed to be good in terms of being a trickster Right, like um, she she hires like midgets to pretend that they're a torso and ex- exactly chase people around, around in a costume, and then she Would has like ever... a samurai who's like very about honor, but then um, he's goofy sometimes. So um, like Aron, like like Aron, yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of like, the typical cliches going out here. Um, I have mixed feelings on it so far. That's going to take me, you know, much deeper into the game. 
to make a solid opinion, the I'm I'm a little disappointed in the combat system. Tails used to have like one of the best combat systems ever of any RPG period, um, and I think Tales of Eternia is like um, one of those games where you're pulling combos and combat is stressful. Um, <laughs> I think there were actually a couple of fights in Eternia that really made me sweat as an actual bullets. And um, but it was a lot of fun. It was like fight, playing a fighting game, uh, Xenogears fighting game hybrid. And then the combo system kept maturing by game. You had Tales of the Abyss, and I think Tales of Vesperia is the last time that the, com- that the combat system really, really matured and changed. And Tales of Vesperia, it feels like the combat hasn't moved forward at all. Um, again, like a lot of the game, some, some, there's some stuff that's easier to do. You have something called um, Mystic Arts in the Tales games, which, you know, they were harder to pull off in prior games, and they're easier to pull off now. Um, but that's about it. I mean, there's no, there's no like, if, if you played Vesperia years ago and you come back to Berseria now, you're going to be like, this feels like the same game and hasn't changed very much, which is a little disappointing. Um, so it's all about, it's, it's kind of more about the characters flourish and how cool their moves look and all that kind of stuff, which is something Tails does very well, you know, in combat, as you get more combos, as you get uh, cooler powers, it sometimes feels like you're playing an anime. Um, and that aspect of it is really cool, and I'm seeing early signs of that, so that's going to be nice. But other than that, you know, I think the jury's out, and I, and I think I, it, it's nice to see them do something different. It's nice to see them take a darker tone. Um, you know, the heroes usually start out pretty dickish, so that's not a huge change that she's like some some revenge sick. Uh, bloodthirsty monster because you know every almost every hero i think symphonia is actually the outlier where the hero is kind of a nice guy um but like the the heroes of these games are usually extreme assholes and she's an extreme asshole and usually in the second act they soften up so we'll see we'll see what happens to her um it's about piracy and i've been on one ship and i've gotten shipwrecked and i have to repair it so i i I have to see where that angle goes. So there's a lot of stuff that I have to see. Wait and see. Um, it would not be the first Tales game I recommend to people. There are ones that come earlier in the series that I think are more classic. Um, you know, I, I I didn't love Symphonia at the time, but I think as I've gotten away from it, I actually... It's endearing. It's charming. Symphonia is a charming game. Um I think Vesperio is one of the better games released. I think Tales of the Abyss, that's like my absolute favorite. And I would point people to that one immediately. Um, Berseria, it's going to take a while for me to decide. So, we'll see. Let's um, let's do a thing real quick. You guys want to do sure. a thing? Let's do a thing. Um, <laughs> tell, me, uh, tell me an adjective. Friendly. <laughs> Friendly, okay. It's just like an adjective? Just any adjective? Tell me a uh, a type of person, or an, I guess just a noun. Let's just say a noun. Give me a noun. Person is a noun. Okay. Do you, <laughs> do you want person? <laughs> yeah, we're doing really good at this. Okay. All right. Person it is. This is going to be hey, exciting. Are doing a Mad Lib? Uh, is that what this is? Give me a hero's name. Uh, like a classical hero? Or no, like, some... like our hero. Artorius. 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 Okay. Notorious B.I.G. Uh, give me a what? Is, give me a class, like an RPG class. Bard. Bard. <laughs> uh, give me an item. 
Phoenix down. The golden dildo. Okay, the golden dildo. I like that one. Can I check? Can I? Can we change the hero's name? No. Oh, okay. uh, give me an adjective. Bigly. Another one. No. Bigly. How many of them do you need? Bigly. Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous. Tremendous. Give me a noun. Uh. Mm. Noun. 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 Really? Yeah. <laughs> I want this to be as bad as possible. Okay. Uh, and give me an adjective, and it can't be adjective. Well, that's a noun. Actually, uh, yeah, an adjective is a noun. <laughs> that's true. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Adjectively. <laughs> no, give me, a, give me an adjective. Uh, Prosperous. Prosperous? Yeah, that's a good Yeah. Okay, all right. Now, would you like to hear about our JRPG we just created? Yeah, let's hear it. The friendly person has kidnapped everything and destroyed the North. As Artorius, a young bard, you must set out on a quest to find the 12 golden dildos of the tremendous noun <laughs> in order to restore the land and save all that you hold dear in a stunning adventure with prosperous level design and a special co-op mode. I, I like that description. I don't think that's, that's what Tales of Berseria is going to be from everything think, I've heard. You don't think there will be 12 golden dildos of the tremendous noun? No, I, th I, I do think that. I do think <laughs> definitely that, especially, you know, since you're a young lady. She's 19, so she's going to want to get sprung. You guys were really on track there with tremendous, but noun just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> It was great. That just kind of drops everything. Well, Actually, uh, I, I kind of like the great the tall golden dildo tremendous noun. <laughs> you see, uh, apparently, and then we'll move on to Lucille's thing. But apparently, in Tales of Berseria, uh, because she's obsessed with revenge, it's just a giant revenge quest. She wants to kill one guy. She wants to kill her brother-in-law. Whatever happened that? to the olden days when the girls just were obsessed with kissing all the boys? Well, if if it makes you happier during the entire first. Uh, half hour of the game. That's all people want you to do. They're like, Good. hey, when are you gonna go? When are you gonna go find a guy and kiss him? When are you see, gonna go that, kiss that, all the boys? That's, <laughs> see, that's that actually question. pleasantly surprised me, and then that actually contributed to why my opinion of the game began to get a little better. Because at first it was very typical, oh, la -da, like it's like, oh, you're a small town girl, you should go get married, all you know, and you know, you know, you're not, you know, an adventure is gonna happen. But it's like, okay, well, first we have to go here, and then we have to go over the mountaintop to the city and get this. And then, you know, I, I very much thought that. I didn't think she was going to have to, like, freak out and then kill everyone she ever knew. So that pleasantly surprised me. I mean, and, uh, that it's happened to the rest of us. <laughs> um, and, I, and apparently the, the arc of the game is that she basically becomes a despot. And, um, and I'm very interested to see that and what they do with it and if they go the typical tales route where they kind of redeem the hero and make them a better person or if they stick with it and we're looking at like a tales version of tyranny so that'd be cool yeah well i'm pulling for you <laughs> oh thank you i have uh i have like 55 hours left to go so i need it yeah that part sucks <laughs> so we're gonna be ready tomorrow as we we're telling me I'll, uh, I mean, if he really cared, if he really cared, he'd hustle. <laughs> All right, I mean, I'm no, gonna, I'm no, gonna no, take I mean, like three I, weeks to beat my game. So, and it's, I mean, I'm it's gonna, ten hours. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to stay up all day and all night, and then all, all, all day and all night again to do it to make sure oh, this gets done. Yeah. I will. I will say that my disposition is going to make Resident Evil take a very I long time. Nothing, nothing less from you, Jay. 
It's horrible. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess it's fine. I guess, I guess if they really surprise me with the story, it can still redeem itself. I just don't like that the system hasn't aged a lot. That they're not pushing the boundaries in terms of gameplay. But it's also, like you, pushing you're it in the story. The system has aged, and they haven't done anything to unage it. Yeah. How, I mean, I think I think that's a yeah. That you're you're right. I got my torch twisted up there. As, a, as an aside, how long can you guys play like games now, straight Me? without like, without having to like get up? Oh, I have kids, so like yeah. So like I'm amazed. Like I get, get four to play hours games. in like late at night. I consider that like a win. Yeah, it depends on what time of the day that you play. Like you I can count, do, like, I can fit in like a 15 minute section during the day, and then at night. I can play as long as I want. What about you? Like definitely late night. I what about you, Doug? How long can you go? Games. Well, if I set up my uh, my living room toilet, I can go all night. <laughs> nice. Isn't that nice, just Doug. is that just a bucket with a garbage uh, like <laughs> can liner in it? A garbage bag on it. Yeah. Cool. It's nothing fancy. I, I, cool. I, I like to imagine that Doug has like that intercom from that World of Warcraft episode of South Park. I'm just like Laura bathroom. <laughs> Come in and change me. <laughs> See, I I'm at like I'm at like two hours and I'm done. Doesn't matter what I'm playing. It's I can't remember really? the last time I had a game that made me want to play it more than two hours. Like I gotta yeah. shut it off and go do something else and like. See, I'm I'm like I'm like the opposite because I will I will start a game and I will have the best intention to keep my session super short and then I'll tell myself, okay, I just need to do one more thing. And then ah, that one more see, thing becomes one more other thing. And then I love I'm that just... feeling. That feels like it's been a long time since I like. <laughs> I, I I feel like that's like Skyrim was the last game where I had like a moment like that. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I've got it all the time. You know, Bloodborne definitely gave it to me. Tomb Raider's giving it to me now. Uh, Stardew Valley does it. Uh, Berseria is going to be a little bit of a test of my patience. <laughs> that's that's more something I wanted to get a few good hours in before the podcast. Just like so Stardew. Stardew seems like something that might generate that feeling. Um, but like the Souls games, no way. Once I hit two I, hours, I, I'm like, that's think, enough of that. I think, <laughs> for one I think Stardew's going to generate that. Well, I agree with you because Dark Souls 3 was kind of like that for me. Like, okay, I have to put this down. But I think Stardew's going to generate that for you in the wrong way. It's more like an obsessive compulsiveness. Right, it's not, <laughs> it's it's not like, oh, I'm having so much fun. It's more like, yeah, oh, exactly. I got to see how these turnips come out. Like, Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. What a good time! Yeah, well, you know, sometimes the it, it's the games that are the stupidest that are the ones that draw you in the most. <laughs> like I remember, I remember thinking that with Harvest Moon. I remember like telling my friends about this game, and they look at me like I'm just the craziest person in the world. And I'm talking about how stoked I am about like my beats, and they're like, "Okay, all right, cool." You faggot! I, yeah, I feel like, that's exactly. I feel like Stardew Valley manages like this is where because Masuri is such like a, de- a derivative game like it's doing new stuff for Teos but it's so derivative of everything else Stardew Valley takes like the old stuff and then it does something new with it uh, by putting depressing small town middle America in your game yeah I like, like that here, here's a here's the depressing tale of a school teacher that's too smart for the trailer she lives in I mean it helps you uh, to understand why they would <laughs> elect the president they did for example yeah you know? that's true it's very true it's I, great <laughs> it's a lesson in middle america hey lucio what the speaking, fuck is speaking of uh weird uh socio-political stuff in video games <laughs> really oh, this is gonna be are we are we going do, there do you, do you know what game do you need to have weird socio-political stuff in it uh, the one you're playing gravity rush gravity rush what what even <laughs> is gravity rush because i never played the first one i haven't even like seen footage of it i don't even know what it is 
Oh, wow. It's like one or two games released for the Vita. How do you not have it? I know. Uh, <laughs> my Vita is definitely the system that I've used the least, and it almost it was exclusively per Persona 4 Gold. Clearly because you've, like, ignored 50% of the library. Yeah. No, I played that Assassin's <laughs> Creed that Jay sent me, and uh, and I played Persona 4, and that's it. The Vita has literally done nothing else. <laughs> it was a colossal waste of money. How, how, how far oh, did you to get put it simply, anyway? Uh, a little ways. Enough to know that I didn't want to play more of it. Well, you probably got far enough that you, you're probably at the end of the game, because I got pretty far on how to put it down. And I didn't know I had gotten as far as I did, and I played. I'm like, oh, it's over. Then it was okay. over. Yeah, that'd, be, <laughs> yeah. that'd figure. I don't remember. I stopped at like a, one of the follow people missions because I just, uh, I don't like following people. So Gravity Rush is an open world. Uh, I guess platformer is the closest thing it is. But the the the, the gimmick of it is that you can change the gravity. gravity. Oh yeah, for no. only the character. But can you change the, the velocity? No, it's just the gravity. Well, then why even play it? The, the thing, the interesting thing is, she's not really flying. You can mostly like, you can kind of choose how you fall. <laughs> um, but um, I played actually the first one, the remaster version for the PS4, and from what I read after I finished it, is that it's a much better version than whatever came out on the Vita. Oh, really? Like the controls are better, and really? you know, so, like, you can actually you... see what's going on because fucking, uh, you know, you were looking at it on a TV well, and I... on a Vita screen. Did you like it? I, I, like I you, you seem pretty the Vita eager version. for you. Yeah, I really liked it. Hmm. I mean, he has problems. He's not perfect. But before before we move off that point real quick, I played the Vita version. I didn't find the Vita version that bad. I mean, I probably find like I agree. I probably find the PS4 one superior, but it was designed as a Vita game. Right. I think the the biggest changes that they made for the PS4 is how they changed the controllers. Right. So um, it, it apparently controls a lot better. I don't know. I don't have the Vita version to compare with. But um, from what I read from the Vita version, there were a lot of complaints about the controls and the motion stuff, and that's not really in the PS4 version. Okay. Um, you can still move the controller around to kind of change the camera if you want, but you don't really need to do anything else. You don't need to move the, the controller. Oh, yeah, you did have to do all that shit for the Vita, didn't you? Oh, what a bad game. <laughs> and the other thing that people were talking about, and you can maybe talk to that a little bit better since you played the Vita version, is that the fact that it was on a Vita and there's a lot of shit going on in that screen. Oh, yeah, that's um, very true. Now I'm remembering why I didn't like it. <laughs> Thanks. Right. So the fact that you're playing in a, in a TV instead of a Vita makes it a lot easier to kind of process all that information. Um, yeah. And apparently the your field of vision is bigger on the TV. My my worry would be this. I, I feel like Gravity Rush worked as the kind of gimmicky title that was meant to be on the Vita. Uh, when you blow it up, I, I worry that it looks like one of those emptier games where there's not a lot going on around you. Not really, no. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, like I said, it has problems. Uh, the quests are kind of samey, and, you know, like there's like the, only the one type of enemy. Um, that kind of thing, but I liked, I enjoyed the game. Um, you know, if I was reviewing it, I'll probably give it like a solid three, maybe even a four. So depends how I'm feeling. You've been, you've oh, been uh, so down with that high praise. 
You've been tantalizing me with your uh, socio-political elements. What the fuck is Gravity Rush 2 doing? So one of the things about Gravity Rush is that it's a fairly innocent story, right? It's like, you're this super bubbly, happy girl uh, that has the powers to shift gravity, and you're basically just fighting monsters, right? Sure, uh, yeah. And then you're so horribly Rush... raped. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Is that really what happens? No, gra- you're not, I, I don't you're think not, you're not talking. About that. <laughs> so <laughs> in Gravity well, Rush 2, you start off uh, like a, as a miner. Um, basically, you got sucked into this gravity storm. And the, the world of Gravity Rush is fucking weird. And maybe I can spend the entire podcast trying to explain what the fuck is happening because I don't understand it myself. But, but basically, but you gravity get sucked storms. into this thing called a gravity storm. And it throws you into uh, a different part of the world or a different dimension. I'm not entirely sure. Um, anyway, you don't have powers anymore. You're you're basically living as a miner and not getting any food. Um, you get your powers back uh, and you end up going into the city. And it's so a really I, beautiful... I, I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I want to help you because I feel like the, the type part that you typed up <laughs> when describing it to me... Um, uh, made things a little richer because you fall into this gravity storm, right? Yeah. And then these people find you. That's like the important part. The pe- these people find right. you and then they take you prisoner. They don't really take you prisoner. They're going to make you an indentured servant. Like, you okay, have to so it's an servant. Okay. And, and because then, and then, Kat doesn't have any powers now and she sucks at working because she has never lived without powers, she doesn't make her quota and she doesn't get fed, basically. And then not only that, but they, they they're not like in a copper mine. They're mining gravity storms, isn't that? Yeah. What you told me. See, so, yeah, I I feel like because the way you described it to me, it was like this really really weird tale of slavery, where she then goes ahead and fights in favor of her slave masters. <laughs> right. So she gets her powers back, and then like this merchant comes in, and he. He's in turn squeezing your slave masters with this really fucked up like trading terms. Like they give him a lot of stuff and they get like almost nothing in return, and that's why they have to rush on the food so so stringently. And so you, said you this is a platformer? I was gonna say like, <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse. This is just like in Banjo Kazooie where he had to navigate that <laughs> trade partnership. <laughs> so you 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 clear that shit up with like Three quests. How do you clear uh, it up? Do I, you just jump on the guy's like <laughs> head? Um, no, but you have to uh, basically fight his brother, who is a super warrior guy. Um, cool. So this is the story of capitalism. Basically, wager the entire town on that fight. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's a responsible thing to do. So after that. You make enough money so you can move your like mining operation uh, into like this port to uh, just kind of have some time off and like repair like all of the instruments and all the stuff. And the, the world's in gravity rush. So, so basically, the worlds in gravity rush are islands floating in the sky, right? Um, okay. Yeah. So imagine like this is essentially a bunch of different islands that make up this town and everything is super cheerful and super nice and it, it kind of reminds me of maybe 
a Caribbean island, um, you know, something like Curacao or Bermuda, where it's, you know, colorful houses, little hills, uh, you know, little markets, all very nice. Um, so when you get there, you find out that your shipment has been stolen, like all of the money that, that you were supposed to make um, has been stolen. And so Kat sets out to find these people who stole her um, her thing. So what you discover doing that is that below that town, there is a separate town that's like under this rainstorm. So they're like literally in total darkness all of the year. Um, and that's where the poor people live. So they stole that because they have no money. And like you got there and everybody's starving and, you know, everybody's like, oh, we need that. To, to survive. So you're kind of talking to the people who stole your stuff and like these soldiers come in and they start shooting everybody. And, and they're like, in retaliation for you stealing all this cargo, we're going to bulldoze your houses. So they come in with these robots and they what start the like destroying the houses. This? <laughs> like it's fucking like the Israeli occupation of fucking Palestine. And these <laughs> And the whole time you're controlling gravity. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, the main character Kat is like the bubbliest, most innocent girl, like, ever. She feels like a, 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 maybe a main character from, like, a Studio Ghibli film or, like... A, yeah, actually, a I, I see a lot of so people like, making that comparison. Like, their the Studio Ghibli pops up a lot in reference to this game. Right. So, you know, imagine, like, this is not really what I, I was expecting from... A game. Yeah. We actually start fighting the soldiers and destroying the robots and stuff to try to help these like poor people not get their shanty town destroyed. Um and then you, you have to help the um the gang that's running the place um like steal supplies for them. Let me let me I I need to interject with a question <laughs> after yeah. We mentioned that Cat's like this innocent, bubbly girl, and it's like Studio Ghibli. Um, how exactly is she like interacting with this world? Like, hey, we need you to go put the uh, put the screws to this guy that's not paying us money. And she's like, Ohio, is that like how it goes down? Kind of like that, yeah. She's like, um, God, we need you to go and steal the supplies for the poor people. It's like, oh, stealing is wrong, but if it's for the poor people, it's okay. <laughs> She's just like kind of a, pa- a, a a super overpowered but mentally deficient person who like an evil <laughs> uh, group of people have found a way to take advantage of, right? Like, I mean, yeah, that's kind of like what she is. She, she, and the funny thing is, like, in the first game, you only fought monsters, right? So it didn't really come up. But here, like, you're fighting people. Remember when, like, well, your big goal in a platformer was just to find all the jiggies? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, turn yourself so it, into a washing machine? Kat has a power called Stasis Field where she can lift stuff with her gravity powers. Uh-huh. And then she can throw it. <laughs> so guess... <laughs> and everything here is a, is an island in the sky. So, um, let's just say that she's been throwing a lot of people off the edge. Like, she has or you mm-hmm. have? Like, is it something you do? Are you actively throwing right, people to power, their death? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> That's, like, quite a game. 
that being said, the game itself is much bigger than the first one. It obviously looks a lot better, runs a lot better. Uh, controls pretty much the same. I noticed that um, the quests are still kind of samey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did try to bring more variety to it. Um, can I, can inclu- I, can I... Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. They included kind of like a weird um, online interface where you can like share. There's a photo mode and you can share those pictures with other people uh, inside of like the game. And you can also, so if you take a picture and you share it, the people that are walking around, they're going to see like your ghost kind of like in um, like in Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. And if they like look at it, then they can rate your pictures. Is it fun? Like, are you having fun? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't heard much about... Are you depressed? No. I, I, it's, I, it's a I, fun I game. I, a, I guess I have a general question. It's not about the actual game. It's just... Given the tone of tonight, right? Given, like, uh, Viseria and Gravity Rush and a couple other things. Has anyone checked on Japan recently? <laughs> They're going to a massive devaluation of their currency. Does anyone like check to make sure they're okay? I'm kind of wondering if they're inspired by us. They're just yeah. like, looking at the bullshit happening here and being like, "Hey, you know, let's make it." You know what? You know what? This gravity uh, manipulation game needs is a little injection of politics. <laughs> it's fucking weird. That is yeah, fucking weird. Right. So now, like, I'm, uh, basically, she's starting an uprising. Uh, I don't know if inadvertently, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean that's how uprisings start. They're completely, totally by accident. Good sure. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, are you happy with your purchase? <laughs> so far, yeah, it's a good game. I guess. So we all like the games. Yeah, we yes. all like them to everyone, a degree. Everyone likes the games. I just wasn't, ho- I just wasn't oh expecting to have oh to like... Oh my god, guys, you realize what happened. This is what... good again? We, we, we have a podcast where everyone likes the game. Everyone likes the game. <laughs> Hooray! What a weird... Uh, what a weird time to be alive. Wait, Michael, play <laughs> the podcast. Yes. I don't What's like it? any of your games. Yeah, yeah it works. You guys are terrible. <laughs> all right save well any uh any final thoughts on that or are we have we exhausted our discussion here no i mean i still have a lot to go in gravity wrestling okay well i never want to hear about it again so <laughs> you're going to so all right you better well, like pucker up your asshole and well, get ready for it i i think you're like i think you're headed towards like a hunger games ending where like you get your like arm blown off in an insurgent explosion and like it's just a real downer and you live the rest of your life bitter and uh, i don't think cat can possibly be bitter like i don't think that's like an emotion she can have well, we'll see. We'll see once her arm has been exploded off <laughs> and everyone she knows and loves is dead. Hey guys, if you yeah, enjoyed what happy, our what a happy end to the podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast this week, I might suggest that you uh, go follow us on our social media accounts. We're at the Enemy Slime on both Facebook and Twitter. And uh, if you really enjoyed it, maybe you should shoot us an email. Tell us uh, how how great it was. You can reach us at contact at enemyslime dot com. And uh, yeah, go subscribe to us on iTunes. Whatever. Make sure you follow our sponsor. 
uh, that crate that has a bunch of shit in it. So go check that out. I forget. Shitcrate.com. <laughs> shit stuff crate, box. Shit crate stuff box. Uh, stuff and shit crate box. <laughs> I, I thought it was box box. It's box, a box, box. That has more boxes. It's just a box that has boxes in it. That'd be so tight. Why can't we get that sponsor? Anyway. Uh, and if you'd like to sponsor, the, box. if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, just let us know. We'll, we'll be sure to make sure you go to gravityrushroulette.com. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I won three hundred thousand dollars yesterday. Yeah, which is like five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I got yeah. go there. That's all it took, sure. man. So, anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, I think with that we are out. Uh,